having fun. It's the soap, and it's my show, and yeah. Do do do. Yeah, man. How's it been, guys? <laughs> Yo, you know what was fucked up? I was doing the show for the last, what, 12, 15 minutes? And I didn't even know <laughs> that the fucking start button wasn't even pressed. So I'm all late. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, stoner ain't worth Whoa, gosh. Alright, man. We are in the bucket. Where we don't need no stinking CDT cards. We don't need that shit. <laughs> this is the show where we let loose, have fun, speak the red pill truth. This episode might offend, and it might surprise even my ardent supporters. Friends also, and as promised, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah! Why, why, why do I choose to stop caring? Well, because it's... I, it's the, here's, here's why. It's because I can. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? It's Psyche Soap, okay? Y'all already got in the intro. A lot of y'all are familiar with how this game works. Type the name in your search bar when you're in MGTOW TV. MGTOW.TV? Yeah, that's how it said. MGTOW.TV. Um, or when you go to Spotify, uh, Breaker, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, shit like that, right? Um, radio public or whatever. I can't believe I'm even, you know, a podcast on radio public. <laughs> I usually upload the playbacks on MGTOW.TV. But speaking of playbacks, uh, yeah. You know that birthday rebroadcast that I was supposed to send to you as promised? Susan took that shit on the back there. I couldn't. Yo, in the first 30 minutes of it being out, okay, it was out like, I'd say, five minutes after the show ended. And then when I looked at the shit back again, it was on Strike Watch. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, about 35 to an hour, 35 minutes to an hour. That was some crazy shit. Yeah, I had some fun, but all of my brothers, they couldn't watch or listen to the last stream. And I wasn't able to upload it because it got struck. Let me tell you why that is. YouTube put a strike on my channel. Am I mad at Susan? No. Why? I wanted it to happen. It was my birthday. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Yes, I showed all sorts of shit that day. Wow. All sorts of shit. I've remembered replaying a few things and getting into a few stories. I remember Wynn being there, but that's about it, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remembered that, but that's about it. So what? I wanted to get a strike. I kind of liken it to getting really, you know, blitzed on your birthday and going out. You're already blitzed, mind you, and you want to get some more drinks. <laughs> so going to the bar, you know what I'm saying, is, is what it is, I guess. Not really. You know. But it's good because the bars here aren't as crowded. Um, especially after even, I mean, being one of the few states that don't have too much of a spotlight on and is a little less locked down like the rest of the country, you don't get too much crowded people. You don't get too much crowds in bars, you know what I mean? So that's pretty cool, you know. But anyway, I had fun. It was like getting, starting a fight. Getting into a fight in a bar on your birthday and getting sent to the drunk tank for it. That's what getting a strike was for me. It was a good, good time. Um, I can only remember a few videos and when being there. You know, dude, I was big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lit. <laughs> like it was December 25th, man, I'm telling you. Speaking of censorship. Let me address you, Susie Q, and the rest of your squeamish acolytes that are listening to me right now. Look, your views on the Roni, Charlie 19, and your attempts to silence any of us about talking about it live are fruitless. Because even some of your heroes would fucking disagree with you on it. Bro, all I'm saying is think for yourself. Come on now. <laughs> Think for your motherfucking self. Yeah, it's kind of funny when strip hoppers, like you know who, are calling you dumb bitches out on your bullshit. On all your bullshit. Ain't it? So, Susie Q, you and your acolytes that are here, stick around. You can have a good time in this motherfucker too. A splendid time is guaranteed for all. <laughs> oh shit don't get it twisted Susie Q just because Nicki Minaj and Rose McGowan found some red pills on the ground it doesn't change shit mm -hmm. you were all still feminist slime balls it's still MGTOW on mine homie Sit my pistol down? Hell no. Slit your wrist, Susan. We're done. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a crowd. What a crowd. I love all one of you. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, let me address real quick some of my friends that tend to go the route of the you know the the conspiracy types you know you know the ones that get their talking points from you know who you know brother you gotta hustle smarter than that it's an out of war it, it's the art of war out there you are outnumbered 
don't get the you know don't get a few bids of uh, bundles of paper and thinking that all of a sudden you know you're the master of your destiny all right there's more layers to this war than you think all right um first of all there's the self-directed part not often talk about it so don't front like I don't. Alright. Um, for some of you brothers. That like to. You know. Use the capital letters in the courtroom. And holding up court proceedings and shit like that. Motherfucker I want to get my charges and go. You can have that shit with them. By just pleading not guilty. Plead not guilty, walk away, do the, do a little time, sit in the cooler, and get your motherfucking strategy together. And this is when you're dealing with those politicians in robes that we sometimes call judges, magistrates, justices, or whatever the fuck. Referees, or whatever the fuck. And they're merely only that, you know. I get what you're saying about the judge in a court, because... They're not only politicians in robes, but they're supposed to be referees. And then they start to get in a big head when they get that robe on. Just a minute, fellas. I'm going to sneeze again. Whew. Yeah, it gets crazy out here. You know, um, allergies and and that usually happens around the fall. And the spring. You know, it's no longer summer. Thank goodness. My favorite season. Time for some sweet potato pie and motherfucking turkey and stuffings. That's coming down the pipe. Yo, that's, well, that's not coming down the pipe. <laughs> That'll come down the pipe after I eat it. <laughs> Fuck. Woo. Yeah, man. You know what? I just don't like that. You know. Um, I, and there's another thing, guys. If you're in the court of law, don't represent yourself. The only people that should be representing themselves are the lawyers themselves. Even if they're totally in the wrong and fucking up. But then, even in that instance, I don't recommend that shit. Oh well. Fuck. A lot of y'all is MGTOW. But I don't give a fuck if you ignore me or thumb me down. This only means you're all thumbs and can't handle the truth. Look, man, I got bigger fish to fry. And I ain't talking just feminism. Hold up. <laughs> shit. No wonder you don't fuck with me. Because I call you on your bullshit too. Alright. Now. For. Another situation. That um. Damn. That I caught the other day. Oh shit. Yesterday. It's pretty cool. Uh, I got to kick it with Hammerhand. And I got to kick it with. Undead Chronic. Yeah, MGTOW Cowboy was in there for a little while, too. So, it, it was pretty cool. You know what I mean? And, um, 
we talked about all sorts of things and one of which was the Dozier School for Boys in Florida. I think my motherfucking mic is a little muffled. Let me do something with this AC real quick. Can't keep a motherfucker attention for shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, turn that air down. Now, that sounds a little better. Yeah, so we were talking about the Dozier School for Boys. That shit was off the chain. You know, when I heard about it. And um, we, we in the community, we often talk about the protection of... of um, those that are becoming a man and we look out for each other as men you know what i'm saying and when there are stories out there about abuse that you know the media doesn't really look in on let's just be honest they'd rather center on adult females than boy children you know what i mean and the horrors that they may experience i'm gonna show you a little something man and this was um that story that i was talking about when i was kicking it there with a uh, hammer and all of that so i'm gonna bring this up and we'll, we'll react to it word up from npr news this is all things considered I Oh, 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 what was that, man? Oh, NPR, that's the Satan. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Well, as you can see, fellas, I vary my sources. I don't give a shit. Come on. ...that closed last year after more than a century. Former residents of the school say they were subjected to physical abuse, including severe beatings, and that some boys died as a result. State investigators examined the allegations last year, but declined to bring charges. Now, as NPR's Greg Allen reports, a team from the University of South Florida is using science to determine how many boys are buried there and, if possible, who they were. They're called the White House Boys, a group of men, more than 300, who all have one thing in common. They were sent as boys to the state-run reform school in Mariana, Florida. Over the last decade, they joined together and began telling their stories of abuse and terrible beatings administered in a small building on the school's grounds, a building known as the White House. You didn't know when it was coming. These were not spankings. These were beatings, brutal beatings. Jerry Cooper is 67 now. 
He was 16 years old in 1961 when he was sent to what at the time was called the Florida School for Boys. He'd been running away from home and hitchhiking when he was picked up by an AWOL Marine driving a stolen car. A county judge charged him with car theft and sent him to the school. Some of the kids, like him, were charged with crimes. Cooper says others were there for running away from home or because they didn't have families. We had many, many boys that was there for smoking in school that were incorrigible. We weren't bad kids. We might have needed help in some respect, but that wasn't a place to find it, I'll tell you that right now. Over the years, the Dozier School for Boys had several names. It opened in 1900 as the Florida State Reform School on 1,400 acres west of Tallahassee. Throughout its history, the school was known for its harsh conditions and brutal treatment. Over the years, a succession of reports and commissions called for reforms, but little changed. Cooper says he did his best to stay out of trouble, but after several weeks, he learned about the beatings firsthand. School staff got him out of bed at 2 a.m. one morning and took him to the White House, where he says they threw him on a bed, tied his feet, and began beating him with a leather strap. The first blow lifted me a foot and a half off that bed. And every time that strap would come down, you could hear the shuffle on the concrete because their shoes would slide. And, you know, you could hear the bam. Cooper passed out. But a boy in the next room later told him he counted 135 lashes. As incredible as it may sound, Cooper's story is not uncommon. There are dozens of White House boys with similar tales of beatings they received at the school in the 1950s and 60s. Several years ago, they began telling their stories in newspaper accounts and TV reports. Florida's former governor, Charlie Crist, ordered a state investigation into the allegations of abuse, torture, and deaths alleged at the school. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement interviewed the White House boys and former staff, but said it couldn't find enough evidence to support the allegations. It all boils down to civil liability. They do not want anybody to be able to have factual evidence which would make them have to pay for these, uh, what I consider to be crimes. Roger Kaiser is a White House boy who helped form the group and who has written about his experiences at the school in the late 1950s. That state report also found no evidence indicating a staff member was responsible for any student deaths. Kaiser doesn't accept the state's conclusion. No, there's just too many stories. I know of one that I personally saw die in the bathtub uh, that had been beaten half to death. I thought he had been mauled by the dogs because I thought he had ran. I never did find out the true story on that. There was the boy I saw that was dead that came out of the dryer. They put him in one of those large dryers. State investigators say that using school records, they were able to identify 31 former students interred in the school cemetery. Records show 50 other boys also died at the school, with no indication of where most are buried. But in recent months, researchers from the University of South Florida have been spending time on the school grounds working to answer some of those questions. All right, Matilda, let's go. Like a farmer driving a high-tech plow, archaeologist Richard Estabrook pushes cart-mounted, ground-penetrating radar equipment over an area near the school's old cemetery. Instead of props, Estabrook is plowing for data, information that identifies grave sites. He stops pushing for a moment to show what appears as wavy lines on his equipment screen. Signs he's found another grave. The sort of disturbance as it goes down in there. See how these are all pretty much uniform going down? Mm -hmm. There's lines And then across. all of a sudden, these lines across here, but all of a sudden you're starting to see this disturbance being very different. Yes. In this area, that's the classic indication of a grave shaft. Forensic anthropologist Erin Kimmerly is leading the research at the Dozier School. She's an associate professor at the University of South Florida who became interested in the case after hearing the White House boys' stories. At the cemetery, just a clearing in the woods near the school, there are 31 crosses to mark those buried here.
but in that section and in surrounding areas, Kimberly has already identified 49 grave sites, and some, she says, may contain more than one person. For her, though, one question remains hard to answer. Why are there no records of where any of the boys who died at the school are buried? Yet, when you look at the state hospital, the state prisons, the other state institutions at the time, there are very meticulous plot maps you can reference. Or if you're a family member today, you can say, where is you know, my great-aunt buried? And they can show you exactly where. So, you know, why that didn't happen here, I don't, I don't know, but that does stand out. Kimberly says identifying who's buried in the graves would require exhuming the bodies, something that can only be done if a family member of one of the deceased requests it. And that's where Glenn Varnadu comes in. Varnadu is a businessman from Central Florida whose uncle, Thomas, was sent to the school in the 1930s when he was 13 years old. A month later, he was dead. Varnadu wants to exhume his uncle's remains and bring them back for burial in his family's graveyard. He's hoping Kimberly's research will make that possible. But he believes the cemetery where she's been working isn't the only one on the school grounds. In the 1990s, Varnadu visited the school, at that time still open, and asked to see his uncle's grave. He says a school staffer directed him not to the cemetery where Kimberly is working, but to another location. He took me to a second place and said, here's where we believe the five kids that died in the fire in 1914 are buried, and here's where a uh, good possibility because of the timeline that your uncle could be buried here. Varnadu isn't sure where that second cemetery is located. Kimberly and many of the White House boys believe it's on a section of school grounds that's up for sale. That sale, though, is now on hold. Last week, Varnadu went to court and secured a temporary injunction that halts it until his uncle's remains are found. There's absolutely no question and no doubt that people that worked at that facility during the late 80s and early 90s knew then and know now that there are other places on the grounds of that school where children are buried. After blocking them for months, the state has now agreed to allow Kimberly and her team access to the rest of the school grounds. The White House boys believe Kimberly's work will help uncover the truth about what happened at the school. Eventually, they hope to receive an apology and compensation from the state of Florida for the abuse they suffered there. Greg Allen, NPR News, Miami. Is Psyche Self! Get it, dude! Took that news! That's my news! Get it, dude! <laughs> so, that subject about the. Um, that was to give you a little background on what we had talked about yesterday. And as a result, there's now the group uh, called the White House Boys. And these guys are well into their. Most of them are well into their 50s and on up to their 70s yeah you know deeply rooted trauma and some of their lives were shaky as a result of that treatment being there you know um wow and that's why you know at first i was a little you know, put off by advocating for other men. And there's nothing wrong with that. Though the path starts within your own self as an individual. You know, you got to do the work within to start with. And then, you know, gather other like-minded brothers. 
that uh, that share your values, you know. And then maybe you could do something. And then that's a good example of what this is. Yeah, I put my uh, link in the chat. You know what I'm saying? If you want to come kick it with me, hang out, do what you want to do, and talk about a few other things, that's cool. We could talk about this subject. We could blaze it on down the line. I got another thing that might have came up. Let's see. Oh, here. Oh, yeah, that one. Give me that one. Ooh, these race hustlers are getting it, boy. All right. Oh, okay. So, this is from the Lame Stream. You know what this is. <laughs> Lame Stream Network. <laughs> Oh, man. I vary my sources, man. I What can I tell you? Al Sharpton's border trip descends into farce as he is heckled during the 152nd speech. 152nd speech? What is it? Like two and a half minutes? <laughs> yeah. This is not showtime at the Apollo, Mr. Race Hustler. Oh, he was in Del Rio, Texas. Oh, man. I would like to come back to that later. Um, I'm a Wolfman Jack fan. And um, this is one of the cities where he got in his start. I'll come back to that if, you know, I remember. I mean, I'm probably not because I'm stoned. <laughs> Del Rio, Texas. All right. Reverend Al Sharpton was shouted down by protesters while attempting to speak about U.S. Border Patrol's treatment of Haitian immigrants and an incident involving its horse patrol unit. And you see Mr. Race Hustler himself. The civil rights advocate was forced to leave the podium at an outdoor press conference in Del Rio Thursday afternoon after speaking for just two minutes and 30 seconds at the podium. Oh, okay. I know I had that correct. <laughs> okay. So that's good. We went for an hour and toured the place that we feel is a real catastrophic and human disgrace as people around this world watch the Border Patrol use slave-like techniques mounted on horses. It compelled us to come and show our voices and our presence. That sounded like a retarded Jesse Jackson voice, man. <laughs> that is real messy, Jesse. All right. Well, Al Sharpton said that bullshit, fighting to speak over at least two male protesters in the crowd who attempted to drown him out. And one of them, one of them said to him, how much money are you making? Why are you here advocating for violence? Del Rio is not a racist city. Del Rio is a loving and caring community. The men yelled. That, that was great. We don't want your racism in Texas. Get out of here. You're a disgrace. You're a racist. Nobody wants you in Texas. Nobody wants you in Texas. Eh? Biden does what? Let me put that up there. We'll dive into that later. Mr. Race Hustler himself. He's got to have the whole. He's got to have the picture 
in every part of the story. This man has never met a news microphone, news camera, that he never liked. He's never met one that he didn't like. Maybe Fox News, maybe Daily Wire, but he'll still try to stay in front of it. <laughs> All right. Sharpton continued with his remarks, though he did not reveal what he had learned the hour-long tour of the migrant camp, where fewer than 4,000 migrants remained as of Thursday morning, and this was yesterday, compared to 15,000 on Saturday. That was last Saturday. The Trump supporters and the right-wingers can scream all they want, said Sharpton. We gonna continue to come back. We gonna stand with our people to make sure that it treated in one way and manner. And we tend to come back over and over again for people to be treated like this in an inhumane way. For people to feel that they could use weaponization of horses to treat human beings. Oh man, what was unintelligible? <laughs> yeah, that's some shit Reverend Sharpton would say. Ooh. 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 Yeah. That looks like a heated exchange there, buddy. Who you think's gonna win, fellas? Who do you think's gonna win? <laughs> Yo, if you're listening on the playback, put it in the comments. <laughs> Shit. Ooh, some shit's about to go down. Oh, look at the dude all thinking he masked up right here. And then there's another dude in the fucking hat right here, straw hat. He's probably a part of it instigating this shit. And then you got, you know, what's his name? Zach Gillifanakis over here from Hangover, you know, filming the thing. And then you got somebody with a cushy ball raccoon thing over here. And then you got this guy right here that's got the camera going on. You know what I'm saying? And he's got mashed up. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy because everyone... Okay, I can't even say that. Let's keep going. Sharpton vowed to keep coming back as long as necessary. <laughs> and called for border patrol border patrols horse patrol unit to be investigated this is a loving community protesters continued get out of texas get out of texas you are wrong you are wrong the border patrol are heroes the border patrol are heroes uh you know there's gonna be that i i feel a string of Border Patrol movies might be put out and they end up going viral without even being shown in the theaters. Crazy. Earlier this week, a Border Patrol agent on horseback was photographed and filmed by the riverbank just hundreds of feet from the Del Rio Suarez Acuna International Bridge in what looked like an, an altercation with a Haitian man. The agent was accused of using a whip to injure the man, as well as grabbing the man, though it is not clear why. Whoa. If that shit is true... No! <laughs> 
wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, hold up. Red pill kicked in. Again. Because <laughs> they keep... Fuck it. Al Sharpton's in the story. So, this is truly media spin. You know? Where's video in which this has happened? Alright? Now, or when they get to ask the man that got, that got whipped... You know, something might come up that may have happened in Haiti, like he got whipped in Haiti. You know, how do we know? You know? At this point, it's just words. All right, let's get to it. Border Patrol agents assigned to horses are not issued whips, but do have extra long reins because of the thick brush horses must ride through which can get tangled in branches and jerk a horse's head back. So there are Border Patrol agents riding horseback. Whoa. You know what? In all my time seeing Border Patrol footage, I've never seen, you know, Border Patrol on horses. Maybe I'm late to the party about that, but I've never seen that. You know, if you guys have seen that, let me know. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then there's the stupid-ass poll. We're not even going to get into that. Because uh, you know where that's going. There's a straw poll going on. Uh, hey! Wake up! Don't go to sleep yet. Soap's got more stuff. Don't go to sleep yet. Don't go to sleep yet. Speaking of Haiti. Damn, for some strange reason they want to stick me with this particular paper. But if you really look at it, it all comes from the same umbrella company. You know? But it's on the shadow tip. Yeah, I see why a lot of y'all got I mean, that's just a conspiracy that I just made up. <laughs> Shit. Maybe it's going on, maybe it's not. Biden administration releases Haitian migrant families at a Del Rio gas station? Wow. So Haitian migrant families who le illegally crossed the southern border and lived in a makeshift camp beneath the International Bridge are being released into the United States contradicting the Biden administration's claims that they would be removed from the country. Border Patrol released just over a dozen Haitian immigrants, excuse me, migrants, at a gas station Wednesday evening, this past Wednesday, day before tomorrow, from this recording. Large government contracted buses drop off families twice a day at a gas station on a busy commercial road in the middle of town. Oh, what we got going here? They really are on fucking horses, man. Let me play that shit. Hold up. What? They really are on horses, man. Hee-haw! It's like a new fucking western going on. Dun, 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 
I was watching westerns the other day. I was, I was watching westerns the other day, man. It was pretty cool. What an issue of race has now now been injected into the administration's inept response to the border crisis. This week, as thousands of Haitian immigrants joined the migration of hundreds of thousands more from around the world crossing the Rio... Wait a minute. Damn! Man. These brothers are doing dirt bad. Look at this. He's literally got... These fellas literally got, you know, high water zone. This guy and that guy. Damn, guy. <laughs> shit. Oh, shit really did hit the fan. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Big up, Duzang. What's up? 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 Wow, look at this shit, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what is up with brother right here? You know, got the dirty tank top that he had for about five days. Now, this guy here, oh, this motherfucker means business. He was able to get his hair cut into a, you know, nice fly, you know, box deal, you know what I'm saying, going on right here. You know, what is that? Them flip-flops? Them flip-flops, huh? Them some motherfucking flip-flops. You know, just kicking it. <laughs> All right, let's play this shit. Let's see what what's going on now. Rio Grande, Border Patrol agents appeared to single out the Haitians for special treatment. This NBC correspondent's treat was typical of the coverage. Quote, the agent swung his whip menacingly, charging his horse towards the men in the river who were trying to return to an encampment under the International Bridge in Del Rio after buying food and water. Many countered that narrative. This horse rider noted, quote, those aren't whips. They're called split reins. I ride my horses with them. And another tweeted, the media and Democrats mistaking reins, critical to controlling a horse you're riding, for whips is really the next wild chapter in elites don't understand rural America. Whether whips or reins, Border Patrol agents were using them as weapons of control, and it set off an unprecedented fury at the administration. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was forced to respond angrily to a flurry of questions. I have seen some of the footage. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate, but I don't have additional details. Uh, and certainly, I don't have additional context. April, I don't think anyone seeing that footage uh, would think it was acceptable or appropriate. Appropriate. Acceptable or appropriate. We just saw this footage. Um, it's horrible to watch. Um, I, I just have to get more information on it. Whoa. What the fuck? She really does look like Raggedy Ann, bro. No! <laughs> of course they should never be able to do it again. I don't know what the circumstances would be. It's obviously horrific, the footage. On Monday night, the Department of Homeland Security's official Twitter account offered a statement, quote, DHS does not tolerate the abuse of migrants in our custody, and we take these allegations very seriously. 
Do you really? Regardless of who, if anyone ordered the aggressive tactics, the images send a stark message of a Biden administration's racial double standard in its laissez-faire approach to the border crisis resulting in a tsunami. Hey, I got a question to ask y'all. What, speaking of Nino Brown, what movie does this look like? I have you thinking about that. Yo, press one if you know what it is or just say what it is. I don't give a shit. Army <laughs> of human migration from over 60 countries worldwide. It has not sought to single out terrorists, sexual predators, the COVID-19 infected, nor anyone else. It is only the darkest skinned among them, Haitians, who have faced such treatment. Uh-oh. Is that going to start getting woke? Huh? Are you going to start seeing some wokey shit? It, yo! It does look like some World War Z thing, man. They're, they're going to get us, man. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty soon they'll start blaming the the you know using them as a pawn into the scamdemic but keep going keep going sanitary products there aren't any food there isn't any either they don't give you anything we met nicholas on the mexican bank of the river searching for food and medicine for his family he hadn't realized until we asked him about it the U.S. authorities are also now flying Haitians back home. There's planes now going to court and people. What yeah. do you think about that? What kills me about that is that everyone knows what we Haitians are going through. There's no president. Crime is high. Students can't go to school. There's no work. The economy is down. Whoa. 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 Hold up. Whoa. Whoa. Uh-uh. Build your fucking country. That's what I'm Build your shit, bro. What? I, oh, I know what's coming down the pipe. Because before old president died, um... Do I hear that he is uh, connected with some, uh, f with a Rudy bunch of guys? And let's let's not get it twisted. Haiti gets hurricanes. A hurricane came through. That place looks like an apocalyptic nightmare. And now you you want to add um, the assassination of a president? That's just like, you know. Imagine if you lived in the time of JFK being president. Yet, instead of... And then, the Cold War was alive and well then. But imagine if JFK was the president, right? And Nikita Khrushchev sent a, an ICBM. Like, to, let's just say... 20 of uh, 10 of our major cities fuck it five of our major cities at the time you know 
What would we do as Americans? What would we do as Americans? Mm. Do you remember? Do you remember the time? Do, 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 do. That used to be the shit, man. I wish to remember. Oh my god, man. Of course. You know, 96. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was sleeping in high school when they were playing the news story. Uh, bro. Yeah, the president there got shot. Wyclef don't want to get involved in a motherfucking thing. Hey, um... Have you guys heard of Abba and Preach? I sometimes watch the show. They're not, you know, entirely, you know, they're not Manosphere or anything like that. But, um, one of the, uh, shows, Hoach, that's Preach, he's, he's from Haiti. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. There, there's a thing or two happening there. There's a thing or two happening there. And... You know, there's this situation, but when you watch it, these wokies, these leftists, and yeah, even, you know, in a way it's kind of hit me being black and everything. And what they're trying to do is seek asylum from, yeah, not only the president dying from being killed, by the way, oh, and, and that happened what? Uh, four or five months ago, and then the earth earthquake or no, not earthquake, but a hurricane that hit there about a month ago. You couple those, and the people of that place are like, "Fuck it," you know. Migtail, I mean, look, I know you're here. I know you kick it with me. I know you listen to me. Look, imagine if shit hit the fan here in America. You know, are you going to dig in? Which I don't recommend, really. You know, it, it's smarter to get out of that country while you can and get to somewhere where they love you at. So I kind of see where they're coming from on that standpoint. You know? Keep an open mind, y'all. Keep an open mind. You know? You know what these feminuts and, as my man, Lionel Migtail put it, you know what these feminuts do? You know? You think they're on your neck now. You know? What, you know, what if there were hits pulled on a lot of us, um, a, a lot of us out here doing MGTOW content? That alone. Or, or, fuck it, add in some of those people that went in MGTOW in all but name. You know, those that don't even know the acronym exists. The shit would have hit the fan. You know, will we do some of what they, these guys are doing here? You know, I think about this type of a situation a different way, but let's get back into the subject at hand here.
you know. I think you you guys probably need to have, you know, muscled up, showed what you were made of, and reclaimed your land. But, you know, we got a guy here that looks to seize an opportunity coming to the States. Look, man, as the mainstream media put it, we got this bug... And it's knocking us out according to the numbers. And I don't really believe the numbers because they're fudged. That's why you don't see it out here, you know. You don't see the death clock out here, so to speak. Alright, check this shit out. I'm going to put it back on. People can't put up with that. Like many others, he said he'd suffered to get this far on a journey through South America, past gangs, and through a patch of jungle called the Dadian Gap, notorious for rape and robbery. It was really difficult. I saw a lot of us who died. The problem for the Biden administration is that this crisis, now spinning utterly out of control, is one of their own making. The problem at the border is not really that we don't have enough Border Patrol agents, although obviously more resources would help. The problem is more one of policy, where this administration is de facto welcoming, inviting illegal immigration. So until that changes, um, we really can't even have a debate about legalizing illegal immigrants. So what you're seeing is part of a much bigger political picture. It's not just about the border. And it's the same strategy as Afghanistan. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Pretend it's not there and not happening. And the biggest thing here, Tucker, is that people keep using words like failure. They say, oh, they failed to act. No, they chose not to act. Thank they you. chose not to act because they have the outcome that they want. The outcome they wanted, in effect, open borders, has led to this humanitarian catastrophe, which many in the Biden allied media ignored for months. Now, with images of black people being whipped with horse reins, those Biden media allies are no longer ignoring it. Two weeks of dismal news for the Biden administration is now extending into another week with another crisis. Doug McKelway for The Washington Examiner. I don't know what the fuck this motherfucker think he doing. Oh, man. I don't know what the... What the fuck? I'm gonna get to him. Hey, yo. Uh, good night, good tidings, baseball slide in the dreamland. There's always the playback on MGTOW.TV and out here on YouTube. Peace, Duzang. All right. Thanks for strop... Strop. Thanks for stopping by. You're only live, so... God damn. You know what I'm saying? All right, back to this shit. It, it, you know how, yeah, that was kind of cute how the mainstream media, you know, the, 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 or the, you know, guy from the examiner did his little editorialized bullshit at the end, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. But I, you know, I don't find myself agreeing with a female, but... It, I agree with what she said in that motherfucker, though. Shit. Motherfucker kind of want to play it again. I kind of want to play that shit again. Hell yeah. She was dropping facts, though. I'm not even going to front, bro. Alright. 
Oh, and this shit was talking about the budget. Yeah, you might want to, yeah, yeah. Take it back just a little bit, but not too far. Let's go. Welcoming, inviting illegal immigration. So until that changes, um, we really can't even have a debate about legalizing illegal immigrants. So what you're seeing is part of a much bigger political picture. It's not just about the border. And it's the same strategy as Afghanistan. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Pretend it's not there and not happening. And the biggest thing here, Tucker, is that people keep using words like failure. They say, oh, they failed to act. No, they chose not to act. Thank they you. chose not to act because they have the outcome that they want. The outcome they wanted, in effect, open borders, has led to this humanitarian catastrophe this week as thousands of Shut up. Trying to throw a little extra in shit. I don't want to hear that. And here is, you know, what probably could be fake news. Fake news. You, you see that? Yeah, the yeah, fake news mainstream nitwits. Reuters nitwits but i'll read this bullshit anyway you gotta entertain the thought here not not the one on motherfucking tiktok but you gotta entertain the thought if you know what i mean migrant camp in south texas dwindles to a few hundred people and yeah oh isn't that oh people all pissed off about it Oh, ain't that cute? Let me get on to it. Shit. The other one, man. The other clips. So, you gotta be right. You over here fucking up. <laughs> you gotta show the shit. <laughs> you know that? You gotta do that. You know? Not too many people get this type of dumb shit on Friday. Alright, let's get that shit on here, young. Oh, let me get back over here. I got to do it all over again. <laughs> you get to go along with me on a journey as I fuck up these uh, these uh, mainstream media clips. Alright, so a migrant camp in South Texas dwindles to a few hundred people. I don't believe that shit. Or if it is true, dig this. They, uh, Al Sharpton and all of those migrants... We're under that bridge to gin up wokey bullshit. You know this, fellas. You know what this is. That's that wokey fuck shit right there. Okay. Look at the... Oh, they're going across the river. And you are at a cuña. All my Spanish-speaking brothers. Yeah. Hell yeah. So only a few hundred mostly Haitian migrants were left camping out under an international bridge in Del Rio, Texas on Friday, down from nearly 15,000 people who had converged there last week as U.S. officials rough up people and kick them in the butt. Look at this lady. Oh, living in a fast car. <laughs> Looking ass, bitch. Damn. You know? And it's kind of a shame, though. You, you gotta also... Keep an open mind. And here's their mind state. They've been hit with a hurricane recently. And before that, a presidential assassination. And now this? And now this? Think about it. You know, look beyond the fact of their skin color. This could happen to anyone. 
or any one country. I don't know why you would come here to get help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Valverde County Judge Lewis Owens, who had been keeping tabs on a number of people in the camp, said that there were 225 people left under the bridge that connects the United States and Mexico on Friday morning this past. The DHS did not immediately respond to a request for comment, but on Thursday evening had said that there were 5,000 people currently in the Del Rio border sector, which would include people who had been moved to federal facilities for immigration processing. Burn it! Burn it! Oh, shit! Get down there real quick. Oh, 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 hell no. What is this? What is this? What is this? What is this shit? <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, man. Little Tommy was like, what the fuck? They got lights? They can see us? Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh shit <laughs> they see us <laughs> oh man <laughs> so mainstream media photos and videos of the camp show camping tents pitched closely together and some shelters made out of sticks and tarps Haitians have also set up on the Mexican side of the border Cunha, as hundreds retreated back into the Rio across the Rio Grande after U.S. officials began sending planes of people back to Haiti. Mexican officials urged Haitians to give up hopes of seeking asylum in the United States, telling them instead to return to Mexico's southern border with Guatemala to request asylum in Mexico. Oh, I see. So what they're trying to tell them is this. Get your asylum papers from Guatemala, come here, and then go back and do the bullshit all over again. Never mind the, uh, the bug, never mind the, you know, turbulence here, never mind all that. It's America, we want to be there. We're just as fucked up as you guys are. You know? Our mental's fucked up. Now, mind you, we don't have an assassination of a president and a hurricane going on. Mind you, we did get hit with a hur with piece of that hurricane, by the way, toward our southern border in the Gulf of Mexico, as we normally do during hurricane season. Uh, let me talk about Potato. President Potato has faced strong criticism in the recent days over the expulsions to Haiti. Rocked by the assassination of its president, we talked about that. Gang violence, we talked about that a little bit. And natural disasters, we definitely talked about that. And some 14, no, no, some 1,401 Haitian nationals have been sent back to Haiti on 12 repatriation flights since Sunday, September 19th, and that passed. The Caribbean island is the poorest in the Western Hemisphere. And to think, you know, this part of the island used to be known as Hispanola. In fact, this was where Columbus landed first, by the way. One side's Haiti, the other side's the Dominican Republic. On this side, though, you know what's crazy, though? I don't see any Dominican Republic people um, coming out here like that. They'll stay the fuck there. 
didn't the hurricane hit that too? Well, the eye of the storm wasn't com wasn't really in, you know, wasn't over there, but the eye of the storm passed by Haiti, and that's what it happened. All right, hey yo, whoever had chimed in, uh, hold tight. I'll um get to you here in a moment. I'm gonna finish the end of this. U.S. President Joe Biden has faced strong criticism in recent days. We already read that. And we know the island is the poorest in the Western Hemisphere. Even though this is that island that won its independence from its slave masters. Word. One thing to consider. Alright. So, on Thursday... The U.S. Special Envoy to Haiti quit in protest over, Biden, over the Biden administration's, Harris administration's, deportations. And he did that, of course. There's the expulsion flights because he's got to look good in front of the cameras. He hasn't really been deporting enough. Let's just keep it real. Hint, hint. Those so-called deportation flights or repatriation flights, as they call it in this damn story. All they're doing is sending them to black zones here in the country. I mean, well, that's just my theory. You could take that with a grain of salt. It's okay. It's just one man's. That's like my opinion, man. That followed widespread outrage stirred up by images of a U.S. border guard on horseback unfurling a whip-like cord against Haitian migrants. I did see that. I did see that. Near their camp. I did see that. That's because the motherfuckers was trying to step up. Like you see here. They're only going to get picked up and get in trouble. Pile them on into a C-130 and send their asses back to Haiti. But uh, with Biden, with, with our current president, he isn't going to do that. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know. He's, he's probably going to be apologizing for that shit on his deathbed. But anywho's. Let me come on back over here, brother. Oh, shit. Can I get somebody else? When you're always here. <laughs> hey. So, are the Haitians trying to leave the United States or are they trying to come into the United States? Hey, y'all know what it is. They're obviously trying to come on over here, Press One. Shit. Why the fuck anybody want to do that? Fuck. Given all of this going on here. But yeah. if you compare that to a presidential assassination, which happened over the summer, by the way, and it, a, a hurricane, which happened not that long ago, what, a month ago? So your president, so your basic, so your, so your president was killed and you're going to come to the place that potentially may have killed your president. Hmm. I, 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 need, I, I need somebody that... I need somebody to help me help them make this make sense to me. I need you to help me see why you came to that conclusion, Wynn. I mean, 
I mean, we uh, we are pretty good at doing some dirty stuff. I mean, look at the Native Americans. Look at Black Boston. Look at Tufts, Tufts, Oklahoma, Osceo, Florida. Look, hell, look, look at a lot of the freaking things. Look at the trailer parks in any Rory, in, in Rory Backwoods got that going place where everybody, people are on just as much child support as black and alimony and food stamps as the black people in the goddamn inner city. Yeah. And yet I mean, these guys want to come to this. And they the, want to come to this. And then they have the nerve to say that this race is basically holding this race back because they don't work. But you're saying two races don't work. And you're basically going behind the backs of another race to say the same thing. They've been doing this. They have, they've had centuries of practice doing some dirty stuff. I mean, I might be crazy, but we've, 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 we've had some good practice, you know? So <laughs> why in the world would you come to a country that potentially killed your president? Help me help you make that make sense to the so when it comes when it comes to warfare innovation and assassination innovation we're pretty cre America is pretty creative you know right. don't make it look like a suicide Epstein didn't kill himself let me approach this from a different angle with the Haitians maybe yo the truth it is stranger than fiction. <laughs> In other words, the truth is stranger than fiction. Roof is stranger than Richard. Let's look at it this fucking way. Black on black crime is not just in the very soil of the United States. That can exist in countries like Haiti. They did this shit to themselves. Damn now, if you do. I'll give them. Damn if you don't. True. Catch-22. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I would like to give them, you know, the a pass with the hurricane deal. But then again, the they were taking advantage of these hurricanes way back in the times of the Clintons. I remember the one in uh, 96. Duzang brought that up earlier. Yes, that's what I was getting ready to come after. I was like, where were yeah, that's what I was. Who I was getting ready to. Who I was getting ready to push under, throw under the bus next. So I have a question. I was about to ask. So who did the Clinton? Who did the Clinton Foundation support? I think at the president, the president at the time back then, mm -hmm. that I heard a lot because I was in high school when that happened in '96. Uh, Jean Paul Aristide uh -huh. was the president at the time when the. Uh, uh, th what they're referring to, because in 1996, 95-ish, the hurricane season around then, the Clintons were still in office. So I do get the connection. I Like I said, I'm asking, I'm going to repurpose my question. Who did the Clinton Foundation say that they were, that, that, that they say that they were going to, uh, it was supposed to help? The people of Haiti. Exactly. So who's Jack Haiti up? 
Was it jacked up before the Clinton Foundation or after the Clinton Foundation got their hands on their grubby little mitts on it? Before. I'm going to say before because they had, uh, you know, presidents, and I use the word fucking loosely. Presidents like Papa Doc, you know, a.k.a. Bar- Baron Saturday, mm-hmm. running the place. Just, I mean, and this was years before this situation. So they did. So basically, the Clinton Foundation did nothing to help, but only exacerbated the problem. Yeah. Threw a little more gasoline by that time. You know? Yeah. And this was 20 years after that. Um, after the emperor, after their triad imperial government had happened. And that's what I was referring to. Though... The relationship with the Clintons, that's probably another one of these botched CIA missions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Guatemala, Chile, yep. Yep. you name it. One of those types of countries that end in A or N, you know? Yep. But, uh, and, and maybe, hey, you might have to stand. Yep. But... But the way I see it, look here. I'm not all about basically point and blame. I'm all about solutions. What you got in all mind? Right. I got in mind the Haitian people, if y'all get enough people to learn how to fit, how, how to build, how to govern, how, how, to, how to police, how to govern your own people, you can literally take a section defend it against the other the, the other the other problems and then build that section up now that's going to cause two things that's going to cause people to want to move to your section and learn and beca- and learn how to build your country and through that nice section it's going to expand in theory in theory you know if you have something nice, people are going to want it. People are going to want to be a part of it. That's in theory. You know what I said in theory. All right. Go on. You know why I said in theory. Because it's not in practice. It's, it's not, not put toward practice. reality. It's not put towards reality. Because nobody wants nobody wants Certain countries, certain places look nice to be good. They don't want they, they don't want it because if they if it looks starts to look better and starts to become, grab an economy, that's the problem for most for whoever the pirate that be is. So in theory, if these people come in here, learn and how to engineer, become engineers, you're gonna have to flood the market with engineers and then take them back to your home country. You're gonna have to flood the market with trained freaking soldiers. And then take them like four years, four years, and take it back to the country. You have to flood the market with doctors and all this stuff, and take it back to the country. But prepare for the adversity. They don't, they don't like that. They don't like, they don't like people third world countries coming up and being the shining example. You know why? Well. The reason, I mean, you, I mean, my theory typically is, well, if these third world countries build their countries up, 
that means that they have now have a nation. Now, certain, like I said, as long as they don't have a standing army, they can use the police force. They can have a basically a military police force that is not exactly a military, not exactly a standing military. So they don't have to partake in the UN summits. No. Basically, they, they. I mean, but I but back on topic. Sorry about that. The reason they don't want they don't want these people. They don't want third world countries because they are afraid they'd make them look stupid. They're afraid that 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 once they once certain citizens get wind that they've built the country up, they're gonna lose their birth rate. You know. Yo. Oh. Um, I, I mean, think think about it. Think about it. You're on the right track, but I think that it could be done for a different reason. Like, um, you know, that'll make its neighbors to the north, Haiti in this case, a little jelly if you want to. If you want to do that, I mean, its own slave and so-called slave inhabitants had uh, rebelled against its top government. Yet this was on the same island that used to be called Hispanola, and this is where you know what. Columbus landed some odd centuries ago. Well, if you well, if you send some of them to help them up there, they won't be jelly. Yeah. Like if you basically you, you if you like if you look if you send some of them to help them up there and try to help help them fix some of their problems. Word. They can't be jealous, you know. Because now they have, they, they, now you basically, basically taken two different countries and brought them back together. And you know what happened? And, and you know, and and I'm on. Yes, I, yes, you you basically completed it. I will give you, you you give me you basically completed it. You basically completed a little bit more of a picture that I see. You know, and you know I I now see a slightly bigger picture. But like I said. If they did that, they don't. They would the the the, the powers that be would lose a lot of their birth rate. You know. Yeah. They will lose their GDP because they will all be going back home with their families. If let's say if continent if the countries of the continent of Africa came together. You see, Ghana's trying to get their stuff, get some things together. One little bitty nub in one part of the country. Yes, one little bitty nub in one part of the country can make a big difference. <laughs> and it could. One, one bitty nub in another continent or part of any country can make a big difference. A really big difference. Because you already got people who want to go back, who want to go, not back, who want to go there. Yeah. Think about it. You already got people who are who are leaving here and going there. Yet, within the last seventy years, you know we've you know no matter what country was involved, whether it was Eastern Bloc, Western civilized, you know, excuse me, other um, you know, second world countries and all of that, sending their bullshit, sending their weapons, or some you know just using that whole continent as a Practice for Armageddon because there's yep. war over there every day, 
every exactly. day. Mm, mm, mm. That's yeah. good. That's question. How did it get to that point? South Africa being the latest. Well, they've gotten to that point. <laughs> excuse me. Ages ago. Yep. They got to that point ages ago, and now we're at, and now somebody's gonna have to take the time and freaking systematically unfornicate it. <laughs> systematically unfornicate it, piece by piece. Well, considering how the founding fathers and all of that, you know, they gotten the nation building thing when they approached this thing called United States of America they got to that 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 level at the right time you know here we are you know a, a standard bearer now not as great quote unquote as they as we once were but shit we're still out here and doing what we do but we're hanging on by a thread, of course. Yeah. And speaking of which, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to show you all these, this right here. You know, we're going to live. We're going to the Great Satan. We're going to the Great Satan. Oh, the Communist News Network. Oh, yes. We're going to the Great Satan. <laughs> you want to know what life is like under Taliban rule in Afghanistan? The answer you'll get depends on whom you ask. If you ask the Taliban themselves... Of course, they'll give you a rosy picture. People feel more secure and at ease under their new government. However, if you ask women or minorities, you'll probably not get the same answers. CNN's Nick Robertson talked with a Taliban political commission member, Anas Haqqani, asking him about women's rights and more. Those who raise this issue are the ones who don't want peace, unity and national unity in Afghanistan. They make the excuse of women and the rights of minorities to try to damage the system. We, praise be to God, have religious principles as well as national traditions. The rights Islam has given to women cannot be found in any religion or nation. Is Afghanistan at risk over the issue of women, of not getting its accounts unfrozen? The frozen money is the people's right. It doesn't have anything to do with the government and politics. It is the nation's right, the poor nation. With frozen money, they cannot make us copy and bring their culture here. It is in contradiction with our history, beliefs and traditions. This is the coming big issue for the Afghan people. Is the money coming or is the money not coming? We will not give up on our people's rights. We will do our utmost effort for the right of our people the same way we did in the past 20 years. This is the right of the people. This is not the right of Biden or the right of the United States government. So they can seize it to freeze it. How long do you have before the economy really starts to hurt? If the world thinks that they can put a lot of pressure on us through this matter, that we will accept what they wanted us to accept during the war, this is a very wrong thinking of them. Sassinus is not in the hands of Biden, Europe, Russia, or China. Thanks God, we are not panicking about this hardship. This is our affair with God Almighty. When will you consider the war with America to be over and finished? 
اوس هم د امارت اسلامي پالیسي هم دغه ده چې د پالیسي اف د اسلامیک امارت از دات وی وونت پوزیټیو ډیپلوماټیک ریلیشنز ویت د انټایر ورلډ انکلودینګ د یونایټد سټیټس ناو اټس اپ ټو دیم هاوور ناو د منی فریزینګ ایشو اند ادر ایشوز دس از ایسایټینګ وار دس از بریکینګ ریلیشنز د اسلامیک امارت وونس پوزیټیو ریلیشنز ویت اول یسټرډی وی انټروډیوسډ ان انوایټ ټو دی یونایټد نیشنز ټو مستر سهیل شاهین It means that we are ready for every positive relation that support peace and security and it is not in contradiction with our principles, religion, faith and national traditions. How quickly do you need that international recognition of the Taliban government? Weeks, months, how long? If the world wants peace and security, it can be achieved in one day. It is beneficial to them and it's beneficial to us too. If they don't want peace and security and they want people here to face hardship and problem then certainly it may take time however this is in the best interest of everyone to be achieved urgently Well Nick uh, joins me now live from Kabul uh, with more and of course th- we're talking here about a a group that has gone from fighting an insurgency that has been designated as a terrorist group that is now governing a country and they can't believe that shit huh hey yo big up to you craig how you doing what you think about that <laughs> oh yeah this is from the great satan Ooh. this is the great communist news network what did they expect Oh, shit. You know, like they that, that, that look at that. Like, let me break. I, I've said it once before, and I'm gonna say it again. They, we cannot, we cannot pull back into Afghanistan for the next ten to twenty years until some sort of or later <laughs> until technology catches. I mean, passes the technology that we left. Oh. It, all it takes is the person who knows who knows how, who knows the systems of the av- the avionics who can literally scrap scavenge one avionics off of one helicopter off of one plane off of one whatever and put it on work on another one to get it working again all it takes is to take the make the the, the the mechanics to take off of one tank and make a whole another tank it all it takes is to take whatever is useful on one one barrel of a howitzer or basically make a new howitzer you know it, it, it's not it's not really that hard to get a work to get a work in air force like all they got to do is just break it down understand how it works understand what it is and repurpose it now they got to work in air force They said they I mean they still had I mean they still I think they still got a Russian T34 tank still probably mothballs in some cave. Oh, the T34s are nice. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, they, they probably still got old Soviet tanks and mothballs. Yeah, they were among the first tanks to have angles yep. to um to shield themselves from A, a lot of mortar hits and shit like that, so it bounces off of them, you know. Yep, and you know what? Now, now they got, now they got something to improve. Now they got, now they get to have themselves a little tank yard to basically make a make a make a Franken Frankenstein tank, a T thirty Abrams. Yeah, man. 
Now that I think about it, fuck. Man, we and would be know, making you know a mistake. A yeah, and the Russians had the different prospect on propulsion than Americans. Russians used diesel engines. Americans used jet engines. By the, uh, mm-hmm. by the by our own definition, you know, in, in America, a Tankenstein. Tonkenstein. It's not yeah, Tankenstein. It's Tonkenstein. Tonkenstein. <laughs> Fucking, we need, yeah, where's you Gene gotta, Wilder you, when you need him? You, you, got a, you got a T-34 Averstein. Averstein. You know? Kill and dozing you know machine. Yeah, and they, you know they probably, and they, you know they probably still got old Soviet jets stripped down that they shot down. You know, trying to learn what's in them. Uh-huh. What do they do? I How mean, you know what? The equipment isn't what I'm worried about. The thing that I'm most concerned about. Is do they have the schematics? You know what I'm saying? Do they have the manuals? I can can break down something and put it back together and be able to break it down and put it back together forever. Oh, real quick. A short aside. All right, Craig. It was good you came through. You know, playbacks on this channel, on the podcast channels, or MGTOW.TV. Back to this thing here with Win. Hey, yo. The good thing is, okay, I don't know if it is even a good thing or not because we don't know. They don't have the, or man, as far as I know, we don't know whether or not they got the schematics or the manuals or the blueprints. That's what I'm worried most about because if they got that, somebody's going to translate it. They probably do. Let me tell you something here. It It doesn't take much. Oh. How to how to get a person educated from America or from Russia, from Russia, from anywhere in the world? All they gotta do is just say they're not from Afghanistan. Oh no 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 no! I was born in Pakistan. Oh no 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 no! I was born in UAE, the United UAE, uh, Bahrain, Bahrain, Jordan. I was born in Doha. Uh huh. And uh, and basically just say, oh yep, this is my passport. This is my visa. Go back home and rebuild these bastard tanks. In fact, better yet, not even rebuild them. Take some useful stuff from the Abrams and stack it on, stack it on the freaking uh, the, the, the goddamn hold the chance of the transmission of a T thirty four. Like you said, repurposing them. Repurposing them. They repurposed the T thirty four. A lot, a lot of the countries repurposed the T thirty fours as a mobile artillery because that's all they were good for. Because the turret bear didn't even work. All they had to do was just push the gun around, and it glides like a freaking like like glides like a Cadillac, like a no no glides like a caddy, like a Cadillac. Oh yeah, and the engine would purr like a bird. Purr, purr like a Lamborghini. <laughs> Shit. All I gotta do is just swap the jet engine of the. I mean, they got a bigger t- tank chassis with the with the Abrams. All they gotta do is just swap out swap out the the, the engine of a uh, the Buffalo, which we they have one of those over there. The LMTV engines. Swap out, flip it around, flip it to the side. 
change change the drive or flip it around and change the drive shaft. Shit. This kind of reminds me of what we had left Cuba. And I remember seeing a documentary on this, man. It, it, I mean, yeah, one of the very few out there that are factual. Uh, in Cuba. It has it based in Cuba. And, you know, when Bautista, which was the American puppet over there in uh, Cuba, uh, he had... Uh, you know, brought a lot of cars here. And uh -huh. then when Cuba turned commie, years later, these guys are still, you know, uh, repurposing, or not just, not repurposing, but making parts, car parts. And shit, here's another thing, too. They can now, you know, well, as of, as of the last 20 years, they've been able to order those parts to be sent over there so that they can, you know, still keep cars, old-ass 57 Chevys, fixed. Because we have sites like Year One that help these rest restoration enthusiasts. And they get these parts, and they know how to replay, you know, they know how to put them on. And they can get the service manuals and download them. Same thing in Afghanistan. And that's what's going to end up happening now we're not fucking with just 57 Chevys no more. We are fucking with howitzers. We are fucking with 155, 105s, 155 howitzers. We are fucking with Abrahams, M1 Abrams, M1 Abrams. We are fucking with T34s that have been repurposed and brought to the modern era of the Abrahams. We have MLRS vehicles. MLRS vehicles, not to mention MRAP. those combat we're like, we're cars. With MRAP, we're fucking with Buffaloes, which has never been penetrated by an IED. Think about that. Think about that. For Just those that are listening to the playback, you think about that too. Put that shit in the comments, have, motherfucker. If you have, made it this far. Not only do they have AK-47, which is good for a short range, but for like medium to mediums to short range, which basically has a bigger round than us, they have M4s, which is good to reach out and touch somebody. We Marines train at least five football fields away. You know you what know? strikes me as strange is that they like to show, you know, any other country that's not the United States doing a military action and they want to slam them by showing AKs in the motherfucking video, you know. And we don't use those things. And it, for some strange reason, when you flash it on back over here to the United States, and when they do their military actions, police actions as some of them call it, they tend to show the M4. They tend to show the AR-15. Yo, they almost never. It's kind of like a shadow ban on the AK-47. When they it comes will, to American they have, soldiers. They now have both them. They have weapons which they can basically form their army, their squads, based on the capabilities of those weapons. They have our 249s. They have our 240s, which fire a different round from the AK, but still fires the 7.62. The 249 fires the same round as the M4. You, in fact, you can actually... Not only belt-fed the motherfuckers, you can shove a magazine in the bastards. An M4 magazine in the bastards that'll fire 
it'll fire like shit, but it'll fire. But on the same note, it's like they have the best of both worlds. They have RPG sevens. They probably have our AT fours, which is which is not which is only good because well, which is which is kind of good because it's basically you can't reload it unless you know how. Yeah, good luck. Good luck reloading that bitch and having it work. And another thing, man, those things got to work at a fucking angle. Yep. You know? And it, it, basically, what we had just created was a practice ground for our military, I'm afraid, to test out their drones on these guys. Oh, they That's got what's going to happen. Oh, They've they already been doing it. They got drones, too. The, the Taliban got drones, too. They got our drones too. They probably started moving our drones. They probably already have our drones in a cave right somewhere, figuring out how to work, how to work the avionics of it. <laughs> yeah. Let me play more of this shit real quick. I mean, what's the transition been like for them? They're still in the middle of it. Uh, I think there was chaos uh, in the beginning. Uh, there's still to a degree chaos. We're beginning to see um, each individual minister begin to sort of put out positions. There's sort of a regular press briefing from the foreign minister. We heard from the defense minister, the son of the Taliban founder, Mullah Omar, uh, Mullah Yakub, the defense minister today saying, uh, sort of calling for discipline amongst his troops and calling for them to be held account if, there's, if they're involved in summary executions and disappearances of the people. So you get a sense that there's getting a little bit of control, but realistically to govern the country. Blah, 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 blah. I had to say that. <laughs> oh, they yeah. don't have the technocrats for it. I think one of the interesting things about listening to Anas Haqqani is um, he's on the political commission, but his brother is Sirajuddin Haqqani, who's got a $10 million FBI bounty on his head for ties to Al-Qaeda. Yeah. connections yeah. to terrorism um they are the Hakanis are the most powerful family in afghanistan at the moment so when you talk to anas Hakani, the brother of sirajuddin Hakani, you're getting a real insight into the way that they're thinking the the afghan mob the afghan mob we already know right at the heart of the taliban really at the seat of the uh, seat of the government and one of the things i asked him about essentially the relationship with the United States and what are they going to do about the bounty on his brother's head, who's now the interior minister? Stop it. Stop for a second there. He's not the most powerful man in Afghanistan. He's potentially, if done right, could be the most powerful man in the Middle East. He could potentially be the most powerful man in the Middle East. Why you say so? He's got Blackhawks. He's got probably got Apache helicopters. He's got drones at his disposal now. He's got Blackhawks. He's got he's got drones. He got one and one and one make three. Gets those, those everything, or at least half of it, online and operational. He is now potentially the most powerful man in the Middle East. They're saying the most powerful man in Afghanistan. Oh no, 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 no! 
does see 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 what the thing is that they 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 severely underestimate <laughs> the Afghanis, the Taliban. They severely underestimate them. Afghan. I mean, I, I'm not the smart. I mean, I'm not the smartest, but I know when. So I know when they're underestimating somebody. I don't ever underestimate. I don't. I don't ever underestimate anybody's capabilities. That is what kept me alive for so for 34 freaking years, and that's what's going to keep me alive for a while until I pissed the wrong person off and they decided to off me. But either way, I don't underestimate a people that don't that, that don't deserve that. 20 years, 20 whole freaking years. He's fought him, you know. 20 whole years, and now you've wait. They've waited. They waited. There was no fighting because they were waiting. They were waiting. They waited out the Russians. They waited out whatever army that came, Alexander the Great. They wait and they waited us out for twenty whole years. Now that takes some patience. I want you to I want you to put yourself in a I want you to understand what's going on. I want you to understand the whole, the whole, the conundrum cluster test that's happened. Yeah, I was already there and passed that. The same thing that happened with, uh, with Vietnam. Yep. They waited out the Chinese. They waited out the Japanese. They waited out the Mongols. They waited out the French. They waited out us. <laughs> you know that for 15 years. You know? 15 years. And they used hit and run tactics. To probe us, to keep us interested, to basically get us in our feelings, to get us emotional. What is the one surefire way to get an American in a, to be to get the Americans as ineffective as possible? How do you get Americans ineffective as possible? Break them down in the mind. Break them mm -hmm. down in the mind. Break them down in the mind, and it's basically it's not the same tactic that Germany used, but Germany basically thought basically. Brought it out to the light of the world, you know. Yeah. Booby traps, basically using children and booby traps. <laughs> oh, using child, using children and booby traps. You know, this was uh, this is a strategy of war that is, is in the thirty three strategies of war, mm -hmm. um, exactly. denying them targets. You know, being. Basically, uh, what it's it called is, dirty warfare. It is, yeah, it is dirty. Basically, what it is is Germans held had gave a, the Germans gave their little teenage boys and their kids uh, a firearms weapon systems and sent them a loose off to the Americans. The Vietnamese did the same thing, but with greater success because now not only did they have a, a nice fighting force, they also had the use of the of the land and the terrain up until they decided to put. Agent Orange, because they were using it as punji sticks. Punji, punji sticks. You know? They were using punji sticks. Now, the Agent Orange has screwed up the people on both sides, but guess who recovered a lot better? It ain't the American vets. That's for dangling, sure. The Vietnamese recovered a lot better than Americans. Why? Because they actually take care, took care of the people, took care of the soldiers. Because now the vets, now that they're trying, they've been denying people from the Vietnam War any type of health care. Guess what? Whole nother war. Whole nother war. Afghanistan. As a vet, I'm still getting 
screwed by the VA. You know? I've got degenerating tissue in my goddamn left knee. I be, you know? That is really the dark side of it. All right. Let's uh, ride out this gear in our transmission real quick. Yep. Your brother has uh, an FBI bounty of $10 million on his head. What are you going to do about that? The Islamic Emirate had an agreement with the Americans in Doha. We are part of that agreement. The blacklist, about which a commitment was made there that it would be eliminated, the U.S. must fulfill that commitment. So the Americans have broken a promise to take the bounty off your brother's head? In the Doha agreement, there were two sections. One was the international blacklist, and the other one was the U.S. bounty blacklist, the FBI one. The Americans had made a promise about both of these lists. And will you allow the United States to have drone strikes inside Afghanistan against ISIS-K or against Al-Qaeda? We do not need anyone's help in this matter. It is the duty of our government. We can never give this permission to the United States to come here and do this on their own free will. We ourselves are sufficient for this. As an independent government, will you work with the United States on counter-terrorism issues? These principles have been determined in the Doha Agreement. The United States has not been given the permission to come here to do this work. It can reach an understanding with the Islamic Emirate regarding some issues in the light of its principles. Very much no. And I think at the end there, he gives an indication that if they do have a relationship with the United States in the future, then the United States might actually get what it wants, some kind of cooperation for the Taliban on counterterrorism. But we're such a million miles from that with so many uncertainties here, Hala. I think it's far too soon to know which way this government's going to go, how effective they'll be about governing, how much support they'll have from the people uh, at the moment. You know, people are living here, as you say, part in fear, part in intrepidation, part hoping that things can stabilize, but not knowing for the last 40 years that really what what actually stability can look like. They just haven't really had that certainty for such a long time. Hala. <laughs> they had it with the Russians. They had it with the Alexander, with Alexander the Great. They've okay. had uncertainty. That that is that is called that is that that very that land is called the graveyard of empires for a reason. They have swords dating back. They probably have swords dating back from Alexander from, from well before the Napoleonic Wars, well before the Roman Empire. Now they have modern technology. <laughs> This is going to be a, this is going to be a hell of a show. It's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a it's going to be a real nanny. Whatever <laughs> the, the next the next person who comes tries to take Afghanistan. Because now that now 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 that not only do they have some way to keep up with them, I mean they look here that these people. I don't know why they they did not. I don't know what it was, but. Yes, yes. You, you, the America, we did, we did destroy our equipment before the withdrawal. You know, as much of our equipment. But 
somebody's gonna over somebody overlook something. Yeah, they're gonna do it sometime. Oh yeah, eventually. Uh, somebody overlooks something. Somebody, it's only human nature where they overlook one key detail, and all they need is one vehicle, one vehicle of each category. And guess what? One operational vehicle will house a whole host of other vehicles because now they have endless aircraft parts, endless autom automotive parts, endless artillery shells. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's Every, like I said, literally, once they get one piece working that's working full, fully functional, Guess what? It's a wrap. They just add that to the museum. Speaking of museum, he's probably gonna look like that in a wax museum. This guy looks like fucking Chucky in a way, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Governor Rick DeSantis, man. He's my boy and all, but I gotta roast him. <laughs> I got to. Hey, look, I'm gonna get me some. I'm gonna get me a little bit of sleep. I've been on. I've been up long enough. I'm gonna try to get some two Try to get some sleep. You know. Well, I'm gonna do my last fifteen. Not a problem. Shit. Well, I'm still here. I'm in the bucket. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm in the bucket. I do what I want. I do what yep. I want. Because <laughs> it's my show. Right. Hey, look. I'm gonna give a. Let, let me get out. Let, let me get my shout outs in for Jr. Eliu Youngblood, Duzangs, Tico Trent, and a Tico Speared, Baron Yam, Jersey Tech, Jersey. You know who it is, what it is. Uh, I get also like to give like the like double I or I call them I double I. And shoot, you know I mean. Like, pretty much particular. There's so many guys that go names that I'm so freaking tired right now. <laughs> and it's like. You didn't just, just went all out. Yeah. Now you got tuckered out. Now yep. you're going to just go on ahead, head on over to Dreamland. <laughs> it's like, okay, is it? It'll work. I'm going to get up at one, I'm going to get up at one o'clock in the morning, get me some coffee, drive about, say about nine, ten hours, get as close to, get as close to my destination. I got to get it all the way to Memphis. Oh, and maybe I can get, get some, uh, get a, get some sort of place to walk, walk to Bale Street. Yeah. Get some barbecue. But, uh, this is, this is Rip Hill in the Wind. Never. Underestimate <clears throat> the powers that be, or the powers that oppose, and you will you will survive with more of your army intact. Signing off. Some words of wisdom from Win. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure having him out here, having him around, and we just talk about old random shit that's out there. In the ether, even if it is from the great Satan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not Islam or anything like that. I'm not practicing, you know, religion, per se, man. You know? 
But it's the, that's what I call that channel. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to this Chucky looking motherfucker. Oh, the Rolling Stone. Oh, man. I've been walking through the mud, haven't I? Fuck it. Biden administration steps in after DeSantis withholds salaries of school board members who took COVID seriously. Okay. I'm just getting this article in. And I'll walk you through it. We'll walk through this shit together. Because it's shit. A Florida school district began collecting federal funding on Thursday after Florida's government withheld state funding to punish the school for implementing a mask mandate and other precautions aimed at reducing the spread of the bug. I do not know how to pronounce that. County ACPS will call it that. The first district in the country to receive federal funds is getting $147,719 to compensate school board members whose salaries are being withheld by Governor Ron DeSantis. And this will be the news story. That they'll be quoting throughout all time. And the left will paint this man as a, I'll just say it, a rogue. But they'll just do that to him. And pretty soon he'll be persona non grata. You know? They use these figures to ma manipulate your head. You know, I'm good to, I'm good because you guys, I'm in the company of brothers that see through this shit. All right. Let me read some more of this. The Republican governor is withholding money from members of the board who voted for the mask mandate, which DeSantis banned via an executive order this summer yeah that was the shit they was talking about now they're gonna try to with, with DeSantis man you know you know he's a chucky looking motherfucker but yo he speaks the truth and a lot of um it, it, it on a lot of topics really but um, they decided to make this one his Achilles heel. I, I, I see that now. What the fuck? There's more to this shit? Michael Jackson, Mikey Jack, as I call it. Memorabilia bought with allegedly dirty money to pay for COVID care in Equatorial Guinea. What? That could be a crazy fucking documentary within itself. Fuck, I'd watch it. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> Let me get out of that shit real quick. Dick, do. Yeah. You are now rocking with the soap. You know? Had wind over here. And we're kicking it. Oh, another great Satan. Oh. You know what? I should have known. They all had this fucking flutter by up here. This is all from MSNBC. I want you guys to get a load of. <laughs>
pause. I want you all to see what goes on on their side. And how they use the news media. How, they, how they're even able to put the wokey in effortlessly. You know? Now, let me show you some other the other side of this, though. Let us go. Alright, we're going back on this one. But they're saying that Giuliani got banned from Fox News. Uh, I doubt it. They just let that dude go on house arrest. <laughs> For a few months. <laughs> so he'll be quiet. And they're like, we'll let you talk. We, we want you to talk. And, and Giuliani was like, yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, for real. All right, let's go to this one. Share it up. Boom. And where was I at? There we go. Boom. Let's get it. Uh, where does this White House come off thinking he can not only prevent our president from speaking to the press, but the <laughs> leaders of other countries as well? Didn't clear it with Jen Psaki, Ben <laughs> Boris Johnson. Uh, so, so the British prime minister needs to ask permission from Ms. Psaki and the president's chief handlers around taking questions. And again, why is the press secretary telling our president he should not answer questions about, say, I don't know, the, the drone strike that killed 10 civilians, including seven children, about getting ahead of his FDA and the scientists on booster shots, or why he hasn't visited the border as president, where it's clearly a crisis. And it's why, guys, CBS and YouGov had a poll out recently that found a majority of Americans don't believe that Biden is, and this is their words, competent, focused, or effective enough to be president. And it's Woo! Yo, guys like this, they talk a good game. Though when you go to the black pill side of life, it's all meaningless. Go ahead, let's just do this to just laugh with it. Extremely difficult to reverse those perceptions, especially when you have a president that runs from reporters at a time when accountability for his decisions is demanded. And, and you look at Gallup yesterday, had a poll out. He has dropped 18 points in the span of three months among independents, you know, the people that decide elections. So uh, no shit. He really did do the build back better butter. <laughs> I thought it was just a mistake. They turned it into a fucking what is that in the on the right, bro? What is that shit? Not the solar panels, but this green fucking thing. On the right? To your right? What the fuck is that? <laughs> so you mean to tell me he turned it into a gaff? No, no. They took a gaff of this guy and they just made it a slogan? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, shit. No. <laughs> The reason why I'm just snickering at this shit to the point of damn near laughing 
till tears or I'm in a puddle of tears at the fucking bottom of my feet, man. Looking at this shit. He actually did. These motherfuckers actually did do the build back better shit. What the fuck? Okay, okay, okay. Let me get out of there. This is a free fall like we've never seen before. And the president, more than ever, needs more than his press secretary selling his agenda on trillions in new spending or on police reform or on, on voting rights. He needs to do it and answer the hard questions from the Peter Ducey's and the Jackie Heinrichs of the world in the process. And if he thinks he could govern the way he campaigned by hiding, he will fail. And the numbers show that he is failing in the amount of time it takes to complete yeah. a hockey season just nine months in. The fuck? This should not come as a shocker, but Joe Biden is still the winner of Arizona. A Republican. The fuck? Yay, fuck, the fuck. Dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yo, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Eh, that motherfucker was crazy, grimy, greasy. You know, and you know who I'm referring to. Um, before I take us out a little bit, I'm, I'm going to do a few points and then we're going to go ahead and go out. Um, let me address those, you know, state national sovereign free habitant types. Go that way. If that is for you, then that is for you. You know, do you, it's on you. <laughs> take accountability for it and they don't seem like they do <laughs> in some fucking cases you know my biggest thing is that they should stop fucking holding court in the street you gotta hustle smarter than that these motherfuckers are smart you're still on the soil <laughs> you know I mean you know come on man you, where are your feet Right, you can't see your own feet. Anyway, think for yourself. Now, I I I'm gonna talk about this shit though. Um, great, I mean, just awesome, brother. You know what I'm saying? He called me the other day. No name, no blame about something he found that he can use against the system you know to answer your question yeah yeah that's tm in the audience the we just shoot the shit we kicked it i had just gotten off of the uh the hammer hand thing and um he was telling me about a means in which he can make an impact on the system in other words you know shut them down because they're on some dumb shit i agree they are you can see it out here you can see it over there kind of sounds like a fucking poem doesn't it well let me get out of that so, me and the brother are shooting the shit, right? About different ways that the brother can get through 
if he were to go in the court. I mean, I'll give him this. At least he's going into that courthouse. And at least he is, you know, speaking. No, getting on the battlefield. Fuck speaking. Getting on the battlefield, wanting to fight and whoop some ass. And I was like, brother, all I could see it from but yeah i mean the only way i could see it as he was talking to me about this shit and using administrative violence as uh my man once put it but anyway he wanted to use this paper to you know shut the whole thing down and to get their family back Get their ki- get their children back, you know, and that is an an issue. I'm pretty sure is near and dear to all of your hearts, right? Right. And so the brother was rapping with me about the shit, and I, you know, at times I consider myself a a, con- a, a constitutionalist because you know I tend to read the. Uh, I read the supreme law of the land every now and again, especially when I go fishing and shit. Or when I go take a shit. Shit! <laughs> right? Really, that's what happens. You know? When folks say that they're reading their constitution, I literally do it. <laughs> you know? And, um,. I know those 27 amendments and what is it, like, seven, ten articles? I don't know. That's the part I need to get to. And that's really what I should have went to first. You know? But I'm getting to know it a little better. You know? It's a living and breathing document. Well, a, a fella here in the chat told me that it's not that long no it's not that long though it's the law to the letter it's often called the supreme law of the land and it wasn't called that for nothing it's got to count for something right anyway so i'm on the phone still with this uh this fella and He's talking about all this, and he, for sure, wanted me to counter it. And the only thing I could think about to counter this, to counter that um, administrative violence route where you're sending the paperwork in on them, I go like this: Look, you out. I mean, you're outnumbered. I mean, the Constitution isn't the only book or, you know, living and breathing document that I read. You're right. It's not that long because it's a document, right? It's a document, you know. It's not really a book. It's just a document. And each and every amendment, each and every section, or each and every section to the amendments because that's what it is. 
you get to learn a few things about every last one of those amendments. Isn't it funny how the last amendment has not been ratified and shit, what's coming up on 30 years? Damn, am I wrong? Yeah, the last amendment was back in 92. Yeah. Had something to do with the um the, the salaries of the um uh, of the cup puppets, you know, the puddle muppets over there in Capitol Hill within the boundaries of that district. Bruh, man. Here's what I thought about that whole conversation. You know, I, there's one thing I don't like when I watch all of these court TV appearances, true TV, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Hey, we got YouTube now. We don't need a true TV nor a court TV, right? They always show these guys failing in the courtroom. Okay, let me impart upon you a story. And this happened... You know, a little after the Psyche Soap Goes to Jail episode. And so, I'm going to the courthouse and, I'm, yeah, I'm going to the courthouse. And I'm sitting, I'm, I'm at the pews with the wooden chairs and shit. I'm waiting for the case to start, waiting for my case to start. And this motherfucker started talking to the judge, talking about these guys. Oh, uh, yo. All my letters are capital. That's a false corporation you put me under. And look, and I'm looking at this motherfucker like, man. Look, I'm trying to get back home. I got food to maintain. I got a life to. I, got, I was living MGTOW fabulous till I did this shit. My fault. But don't make my punishment even more worse by your ass holding up court time with this bullshit you talking to the judge. Talking about all your capital letters is all, you know, makes you a different damn person. God damn it. Don't be holding up my shit. Well. Oh, yeah. The fellow over here. Oh. Well, man, TM, he says, I noticed society seemed to stop around the turn of the century, in my opinion. No shit. And it did. Um, but we're in this generation where, well, I'm in one where for 20 years we grew up without Internet. And then when we came of age, the Internet was all around. It wasn't too, it wasn't a part of my childhood. We were the last to get that. And the first to get this. This meaning technology. Uh, last person to get that. And that's life without truly digital shit. Once you cross the threshold, the threshold about 21 years ago. Right? We were in a whole nother world altogether. Now there's things called Internet of Things. AI. 5G. Still some 4G. Gigabit. Terabit Internet. Ugh. And all this shit to fire your brain, man. Fry your brain pan. <laughs> right on. Right and exact. 
press one if you're feeling me, and if you ain't, fuck you. No. I'll say what the fuck I want. Alright, what's this other shit? Okay. We talked about Chucky. We talked about Rudy a little bit. He's not banned from no Fox News. Fuck out of here. What's the other shit? Rubio. 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 Don't this motherfucker look like a reject off the Godfather? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Yo. Motherfucking. <laughs> oh god. Look. <laughs> Look, he the lost Corleone and shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Look at the way he's wa- walking in the suit. Just a walking in the suit. Targets the tyranny of nationless woke corporations and new bill. It's about time motherfuckers did something cool. Yeah, it's about time they did something cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, dude, let's go to this shit. What's this about? Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio introduced a new bill on Thursday seeking to crack down on woke companies. Yeah! (laughs) Awesome! The intent of Rubio's bill is to give company shareholders more leeway in holding corporations accountable especially over the promotion of woke ideology. No, let me read that again. The intent of Rubio's bill is to give company shareholders more leeway in holding corporations accountable, especially over the promotion of woke ideology. I hear you talking, Marco. I hear you talking. The word... Senator, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. That's what that was. All right, you talking a good game, homeboy. Let me see what this is. Specifically, the legislation would require corporate directors to prove their woke corporate actions were in their shareholders' best interest to, in order to avoid liability for breach of fiduciary duty and shareholder litigation over corporate actions relating to certain social policies, a Rubio press release reads. That's a press release, homie. I guess from past situations, because uh, when I used to follow this shit, politics and all of that, Marco Rubio was as as bad as the way I read that paragraph, man. I'm trying to do this shit all stone. Okay, let me go to the next shit. The release continues. It would also incentivize corporate management to stop abusing their positions to advance left-wing social policies by increasing their personal liability to shareholders for breaches of fiduciary duty resulting from these policies. What the fuck was that, bro? You don't need all that legalese, man. Oh, fuck. No wonder they say two wings are the same bird. You, you got it. 
but you don't quite get it. Oh, man. And that all out there trying to subvert the power again. They playing this little game. Two management teams vying for your control, your mind, body, and soul. And you can't really do nothing, man. Fuck. All right. Rubio said that America was increasingly coming under the tyranny of often nationalists. Nationalists? Or is that nationless? Corporations. That want to implement socially destructive far left policies that hurt the United States. Okay. You're under something. You're under something. That sounds good. But I don't know about this national corporate. Maybe it was uh, of one of these um, urinalists, as my man call it. So-called urinalists that be, that that be trying to put the word nationalist in all of motherfucking stories that's here. <laughs> I don't like that shit, man. They like to just blow up and bloviate the story with all of these fancy fucking words. Use a penny word, you know. Hell, you, yeah, they, they. Oh man, even the good media falls victim to using. Penny word, no, excuse me, using um, hundred dollar words when a penny word would do. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to read this stone, which is what's really happening, and that's cool. Patriotic Americans who love their country and the opportunity it provides should be able to fight back against the growing tyranny of the woke elites running corporate America, he said. Man, that is. Music to my ears, man. Woo! That's the gospel, brother. But here's the problem. You should have been about this shit. Seven years ago. Kept railing it past Trump. And I should should have still been hearing it. You know, even though Trump didn't left this thing. He's been gone. You know. And he's right. He was the only guy keeping you from that other side. Because he's seen the shit and how that works. You know. Alright. So Rubio says and continues here. These are often nationless corporations that amass fortunes. Divorced from the fate of our great country while pushing socially destructive far left policies like boycotts and cancel crusades at home. Yeah. You could tell he was using shit like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I was sounding all mush mouth. Keep it going. The bill known as the Mind Your Own Business. Yo. This is when it gets fucking interesting. The bill known as the Mind Your Own Business Act allows for shareholders in large public companies. To have more power to make claims about the company's breach of fiduciary duties if they believe the company to be pushing certain woke policies. You're only concentrating on one tier of the problem? Only on one tier? 
just the shareholders? How do you express that? You know? When the guy says shareholders, I think about voting with your dollar. Fuck the ballot. Fuck the ballot? Why? What? Why even fuck with that? Look, since companies have fiduciary duties, fiduciary duties, they love to put that shit up there, don't they? Ah, man. Anyway, they're required to have the best interests of those invested in the company in mind. The Mind Your Own Business Act essentially allows shareholders to claim that the promotion of woke ideology by the company is not in their interest as a shareholder and take the corporation to court. You, I hear you talking. You're talking a good game. That part sounds wonderful. But you're giving lip service to it. You're one of those management companies vying for our control. All right. This, yeah, I think this fiduciary duty speak to, you know, for those in a corporation doing commerce, selling things, free market, and so on. Awesome things. Shareholders are a part of that free market. And, you know, he wants to open that. You know, open the possibilities for shareholders. Nowadays, if you really think about it, though, and he has a point, you know, we can now, you know, get on the ETFs. We can fuck with gold. We can fuck with silver. We can get with crypto. It's an it's a brave new world out there, man. <laughs> oh shit. What's this shit, man? The text of Rubio's bill explains how corporations generally do not have the goal of affecting social change, but instead increasing the company's value. It notes that shareholders could have an interest in ensuring that the company does not violate public interest norms and Quote, use corporate resources to promote socialism, Marxism, critical race theory, or other un-American ideologies among their workforces or customers. So, this is a shield against the get-what-go-broke. Well, I mean, oh, well, he... He's in Florida. He's going to get after it. Though, looking at Mr. Rubio, you know, he's long been a puppet of the RNC. Much like Schumer has on the other side. You know? We're seeing a lot of DeSantis, you know, this, I think, is a vice president contest going on. Or people who could, po who could definitely and possibly be on the short list as president. Okay, back to this shit. He wrote that his bill will, quote, 
empowers shareholders to take action when a company company follows the latest woke Marxist fads, boycotting the state, denying services to politically disfavored groups, or remaking their workforces to advance concepts like critical race theory. Woo! <laughs> he ain't fucking around. So what this means, man, is that he's trying to go after critical race theory in the set of laws, and he thinks that can happen. The bill hinges on making the company itself have to defend its actions and explain how whatever action it is taking or ideology it is promoting helps the interests of the shareholders. Furthermore, shareholders can demand answers if a corporation chooses to retaliate against the state for adopting laws management does not like. Uh, you know what? Shareholders can get that. Especially, yo, we're in a world right now where you can be a shareholder. Right? I mean, shit. Not only can we trade crypto out there, we could trade stocks out here too. You don't have to work for the company to be a shareholder. Rubio noted that Nike pulling the Betsy Ross flag shoe and the Koch's protestations over Georgia's election bill would be examples of instances where shareholders could take the company to court. Uh, bro, that is only reactionary triggered shit rubio you're showing you're triggered you know be the free speech advocates that you say you are you know what i'm saying that's all i ask christopher rufo a senior fellow at the manhattan institute has, who has produced a lot of investigative journalism journalism on companies implementing woke training like american express or lockheed martin Lockheed Martin? Wait, well, <laughs> let me see if I'm reading this shit right. Woke training like American Express or Lockheed Martin? Lockheed Martin? Are you fucking serious? The word Lockheed automatically invokes um, war. Planes, bomb droppers. You know what I mean. Alright, what is this? This senior fellow here, he praised the proposal, calling it a brilliant approach that will unite the conservative mo movement. They were already fucking united. It's a brilliant approach, <laughs> I guess. Well articulated. I mean, but... The way I read this shit, <laughs> you know, doesn't help it either. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Let me get off this fucking shit. Oh, did it do? Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, everybody's still kicking it. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Shit. 
Yeah, you could do that if y'all want to. I don't give a shit. We could run this out a little longer if you'd like. Yeah. I'm, I'm on here a little longer because I owe you guys, for real. Especially from that, uh, from last Friday. I got fucking birthday wasted. Brothers. <laughs> I mean, a brief recap. Hell, it was my birthday. I got in a strike, you damn right. Am I mad at Susan? Fuck no. Fuck no. I wanted to have fun, bro. I mean, it was like going to a bar, you know, or to a party. Bunch of fellas ribbing each other, you know, horsing around talking shit, you know, slap boxing, you know, thumps, games, pencil, whatever the fuck, right? So, <laughs> fuck. We're in one of these things. It, it, I put out the video and shit for the birthday and whatnot. And everybody. Everybody started just tripping and shit. You know. And, and, yo. I put out that motherfucking thing. The video. Hey what's happening double I. Big up. Hey, we was talking earlier. Hey yo. Th this shit that I was talking about as far as the uh. Do not make me lose my train of thought, man. Fuck, everybody coming through. What was I talking about? Shit, a stoner ain't shit. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> Fuck it. Alright, what's this thing here? Woo! Nature boy! Rick Flair! Woo! This shit's crazy, man. What are you doing, man? Hey, Psyche, bro. What are you doing, man? N what the fuck is your business, man? Oh, Buzzkill. Buzzkill. Buzzkill, Buzzkill, Buzzkill. The Great Satan. Oh, no. Ah! Turn it off. Turn it. Turn it off. Ah! No. No more! No more! Ooh. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, 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 when I went over there, that, yeah, that, that weird, what the fuck was that? You picked it, Soap! I know, shut up! <laughs> I'll go to the next one. Oh, my goodness. That was a, oh, whew, I, I got kind of turned, what? Go back to it, man. Let's just fucking power through it, man. I don't give a fuck. The great mighty Satan. <laughs> CNN. The Communist News Network. Run, bitch! Run! <laughs> Here comes the Rony. Uh-oh. 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 Here comes the Rony. Uh-oh. Rony's here. He's like... What am I doing with this tattoo right here? I'm just saying, scene! <laughs> oh, the great scene! You know, having that MSN bullshit is, is fucked up within itself. So let's get through it. Oh, the booster... Duh, just got approved 
at least 15 countries haven't vaccinated. Oh, come on. This this is some shit CNN would say. Man, fuck the headline, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Yo. Yo, I had enough of the great Satan. I mean, any of this shit really is that great Satan type shit. You know what I mean? Nah. That's just a term of endearment that I'd like to slap on CNN from time to time. NPR from time to time. Let's go over here. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I walked in on the wrong fucking story, dude. What the fuck? What a cracker. Merkel pecked by parrot man that sound like some freaky shit going on over there <laughs> ah fuck no oh shit outgoing chant uh man i ain't gonna read it watch this shit look at this shit look at this shit that is what this bitch is going to be when she gets out of office the wall is just a memory to her. She is well smacked right through the wall. It's became a memory. You know how these females got cats? You know the cat lady, right? You know what I mean? When Gertrude got about this fucking age, the G Gertrude right here, she's got all these motherfucking parrots to tend to. And to feed until the day her old ass expire. Oh my. This picture says it all, man. <laughs> the wall was a memory to this bitch. Woo! <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh shit, fellas. I mean, brief recap. Let, come on, recap. So it was chilling. I talked about the episode that could not be aired on even shit my alt tech. You know, I should have kept my guard up. I was pretty green in that. I was pretty green in that, you know. That's right, double idea. That yo, fucking Merkel? No, bring it back. Bring that beat back. Y'all wanna hear that beat, right? Bring that beat back. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow, nigga. <laughs> so to speak. Look at this. You know how they got cat ladies? There's bird ladies, bro. You don't remember the bird ladies? You don't remember the bird ladies? Now the cat lady, I can imagine it. I can see it all now. All right. Angela Merkel just chilling, just walking. You know, she's long retired out of office as German Chancellor. And um, she's got this flock of birds just bird chilling. Look, they've already fucked up her hair. She's already prepped for the role. She's finna go home, get out of office, and go. She is not running for office either. You damn right there, double I. 
She's running for office and shit. And <laughs> no, she's not running for office. She 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 will not accept another term as her, as our president. She gets out of office, right? And what's waiting on her are these damn birds. But you know what would fuck up her day is if there was another lady, another president. You know what I mean? And she had a bunch of cats. She yo she she better not meet the cat lady. But I think she's got it like that though. You know, cause they kind of give her protection, kind of like how they still get how the Secret Service still gives the American presidents to this day. You know, so um, this this is what she's gonna do. She's gonna end. She's gonna end it all with this. You better hope they don't send no cat lady your way from Slovenia or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh what the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm gonna show it. You you want me to get it off the screen? Get everybody to press one in the chat. If don't nobody press one in the chat, I'm gonna keep her up here until you all leave. <laughs> I don't care. That soap's gonna you're gonna like it and you're gonna go with it <laughs> unless you tune out and that's okay you can tune out because I'm gonna be putting this thing um on my podcast sites whether it's Spotify, Breaker Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Pocket Radio, Public. Don't give a fuck it. We in the bucket. Shit. I can't believe we don't got the um the show that got me struck. But I'm still doing my thing, you know. I was gonna get that fly eventually. If you guys, don't you guys hate it when you're doing a motherfucking live stream? I know y'all content creators talk with me. When when you're doing a live stream and shit and you're just chilling and you're about to talk about some shit and, you know, with your audience and all of a sudden a motherfucking fly Kids in your fucking way. Just like a while ago. And that boom that you heard earlier. Was me just swatting that motherfucker. Now I hope that fly don't got the Roni man. I better watch that Roni man. Oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> hey look. Ooh. Official cat lady toy products. From Blamo. Look at this shit. Uh, <laughs> that that doesn't work. I'm going to put her back up there. <laughs> Everybody else has to. <laughs> you know? All right. Yeah, so we did that. The strike was on my channel. Uh, Susie Q can eat a dick. I'm still keep doing my thing. Look, you know, you can no longer start playing the censorship role. I mean, I remember this shit as far back as 9 a limb. 9 a limb. You know what I'm saying? When we couldn't talk, you know, the government for a long time, 
wouldn't allow publishing of the number of dead bodies that came out of the out of the buildings you know whether or not you think it was uh, one of those or one of these it's just what it is so um there's that but uh, your attempts to silence any of us we out here and it's kind of funny when your idols your feminist idols like uh some strip hoppers we we don't know <clears throat> hint hint start calling you out on your bullshit all right Susie q you know even your sisterhood of the traveling pants are starting to find red pills on the ground that we didn't long stomped on years ago you know we're on a whole nother level now Again, let me address some of you fellas that are a part of the free inhabitant thing. Some of you that like to go sovereign or state national or individual or QAnon or whatever the fuck they're calling this shit nowadays. Or, or some of those that like to watch InfoWars or whatever it is. Bruh, where, whatever stripe you come from, you gotta hustle smarter than that. You know, it's good that you got a motivation to do it for. And that's the spiritualization of your well of your warfare, not your welfare, because that's some other bullshit. But I understand that it is the spiritualization of your warfare. Though. <laughs> you got to have a plan, man. And be prepared for whatever ouch and ooch. And just plain old shutdown that you might encounter in, in, in the throes of carrying out your plan. Shit like that. You know, I'm open-minded to a fault. But bruh, at the end of the day, I'm going to think for myself. And on top of that, stop fucking holding court in the streets. Alright? Nah, man. No name. No blame. I don't like seeing that. You know? Some people get shot up over petty ass shit out there. <laughs> I mean, come on. And, and, and from the beginning of it all, stop calling for that cop supervisor, fool. You sound like a goddamn Karen. Alright? Now... In your own home. In your own pad. I get that. The castle doctrine sticks with me. Every now and again. And it's been my friend. And it'll really be my friend. Once I get a log cabin going on. And together and we're in the works of that. Shh shh. Hush hush. Alright. Um, these cats are smart. The the system may be crazy, but they're not stupid. You know? The war, it's been on. You know, I, <laughs> I'd rather win most of the battles. Let me tell you something. I'd rather win most of the battles than to lose just one. The fuck? <laughs> Making that bastard die for their country. You know, shit and all that. You know. 
Uh, brothers, don't take this as some, you know, no shout to a lot of y'all. I think for me. And I'll at least entertain whatever point of view that you're coming from. Supposed to listen, right? But I've gotten to the point these days where I'm tired of it. Maybe one day y'all might want to take a listening into my story. And that's why I started this channel. Alright? That's that. I'd like to send a shout out to Terrence Pop, Hammer, Hate Vicious Come Back, Kendall Reek, and I'll be there later on tonight. The Angry Man, of course. Not motherfucking whatever he calling himself now. Satoshi, whatever. Kendall Reekin out here. You know what I'm saying? Another much love. I already said that. There's Grinch in effect. Mr. Former in effect. I miss you, dude. Get back together with the band. So we can rock the sound set tonight. Not tonight, but when that happens. Vic Von Frankenstein. Always bringing the right content as pop. As promised, as he says. And I miss these guys, man. Get back out here. Um, TFM. The Triple H. I'm not talking about the wrestler. You know. The Lion. You know what I'm saying? You know. The GTN. Hashtag GTN. It don't stop. Line of me tell. E-Man 67. Red Pill in the Wind. He was just here. Big up. True Sherm, live my own way, checkmate, big up checkmate, I still say what's up, you know, successful endeavors, you know what I'm saying, Van holding it down, Freaky Jersey Tales, keep playing the guitar, man, because you never know, <laughs> you know what I mean, life, what up life, you know, keep holding it together, you know, you had told us the other day that while you were in your stream, um, you were going through, and while we were in Hammerhand stream, that you were going through a certain thing, too. Um, having to go back to the hospital again, you know. Hold strong, man. That's what, that's what we're here. Uh, why we're here. And we'll keep on. Um, big up the yam, you little bastard. <laughs> that's it. Double I was in the chat. Word life. Like a Tico trend, Duzangs was here earlier, Jinky Show, you know, Garuda Ghost, I might go over there and peek my head over there and say hi, JP, I'm surprised I didn't see that, They're prob he probably was here earlier, or he or she, whatever the fuck, Shinobi Wan was here, Craig was here, fucking Sunrise Hoodie need to be here, we talk about some shit, uh, Stardust, word up, you know, and then, you know, Red Pill Fred, most certainly, MGTOW Values, RGE. And if I forgot you, I apologize, goddammit. You know, tell me in the comments, motherfucker, if you want to get shouted out. Y'all motherfuckers I hang with. You know? I don't know who, yeah, that, that is the cat lady. Alright? That is the fucking cat lady, bro. <laughs> And I'm out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not done. <laughs>
We're not going anywhere yet, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Woo! Get that out the way. Oh, man. That was some shit I was talking about earlier, man. Yeah. You know, quite personally, people thought I and expected that I was going to make, you know, meditation videos and shit like that. Nope. <laughs> shit. Fuck. No. I'm going to run the clock, put the pedal to the metal, and before I do, I'll shill it one more time. You know where Psyche Soap is. Where there is MGTOW.TV and, and all the podcasts. I'm going to be going on, and if you guys have been late, you know, just tuning in late and shit, here later on the night, I might go on over here to Candel Rick and see what he up to. We're reaching out to the airwaves, you know what I mean? Uh, we don't have CB radios at the at right now. You know what would be crazy, though? You know, we all still would connect doing this shit. And that's what I do expect. I had to put that extra minute on as one to grow on. And um, we are all one big brother, all belong to one father. You tread on one, you hurt another. You know how the rest of that shit go. I'm out.